talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, the lane jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. This old boy in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was cause that's the loser way It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eh? It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet some odds you'll find a hole if you give it to him Aiden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my favorite money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. What do we say, dog? talked about it yesterday just that chip on your shoulder everyone talking about a neutral afc championship game not even thinking about you guys how much did that motivate you coming into this you better send those refunds <laughs> i'm from the city where they gotta play us fuck a coin flip it's time to pay up don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, the lane jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. This so void in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us but they ain't icky flip the coin kick the toe ride to the go and get it never know what's gonna happen when joe drop back he gets shiesty in the pocket i get shiesty on the track nobody on the team all pro that's all cap most all around team in the nfl that's all facts and came across nobody yet it seemed like they can hang with us they said we couldn't be buffalo but see how we call they bluff underdogs every week they keep on trying to label us put your money on us even if vegas don't favor us no matter what we really came up now it's hard to fail i dare you come across that middle vine gonna ring your bell i know we under they skin them boys built for Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill.
Instant gratification every time that they on the field. We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the loser way. It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eh? It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it. Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him. And I best surmise you'll find a hole if you give it to him. Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him. Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash. Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash. Every week it seems like Lou digging deeper in his bag. And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Sorry for all that. Uh, Jeff Hobson is having technical difficulties again, so I was trying to help him out. I don't know why the link does not want to work for him. But anyway, looks like it's going to be you and me uh, for the next hour or so. But anyway, what's up? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Not to be a favorite. If you found the show, hit the like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,355 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Twitter X or Facebook and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button, hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you want to support the show, Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you from live in this glorious place down there. It's the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. What's up to everybody in the chat? Like I said, Jeff Hobson is having technical difficulties. I, I don't know. I was on the phone with him. I was I sent him the link twice. It's I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why he can't get on. It, it's Anyway, hopefully he's going to try to get his IT guys to help him out. And uh, maybe he'll jump on during the show. But what's up there, everybody in the chat? Stranger, Brad's in there. Greg's in there. Kevin's in there. Aubrey, Brad, Craig, Augie, Greg's in there. Who else is in there? Who else we got there? Tom and Crip. All right, guys. So, start off a little Reds talk here before we get into the Bengals. The Reds lost a heartbreaker today. Hunter Green pitched his ass off last time i knew he had 12 strikeouts best pitching performance i've seen hunter green pitch yet and diaz who is the best closer in baseball comes in and blows it 
What's cracking me up is Reds fans are blaming David Bell. Now, you guys have watched my show before. I'm not the hugest David Bell fan. But I can't blame David Bell on this at all. What is he supposed to do? I mean, Hunter Green pitches great. You're winning in the ninth inning. You're bringing in Diaz, who's the best closer in baseball. He blows it. Bringing another mall who got the first guy out, gets a ground ball, but it's a hard ground ball past second base. India dives, can't make the play. They score two runs. I mean, it sucks. It is frustrating, but it's not David Bell's fault. I mean, if anything, it's the bullpen's fault, which the bullpen has pitched great here lately. Hey, I think we got him. All right, let's try to bring him in here. Jeff Hobson. Fellas, how you doing? Hey, you made it. All right. Yes. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I figured <laughs> it out. All right. Good, good, good. I'm glad you made it. I, like I said, like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a technical person. I'm like, I just sent you the link and <laughs> it, it usually not, works. So I apologize for uh, struggling with it a little bit. No, no. Hey, no apologies needed. I, I appreciate you working and, and try, trying to get, get on the show. So, um, I was just talking a little Reds here, you know, about they just blew uh <laughs> blew the game today. I don't know if yeah, you got a bad. yeah, got bad. A I didn't hear any, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear any explosion, so that's too no. bad. <laughs> no, there wasn't any. There there was an explosion, it was the bullpen, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, I've been saying this on Twitter uh today. I think tomorrow's a big day uh for the Bengals to see if Joe's gonna be at practice. Full participation, semi-participation, just hanging out, or if he's even going to be out there at all. Now, Ian Rappaport re- reported that you know his sources said that Joe's feeling better. Um, I don't think you guys haven't heard anything new because you haven't talk, been able to talk to anybody since Monday. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we don't know. I, in fact, we'll be the last to know. Okay? Because, <laughs> uh, the last thing I think Zach probably wants to do is tip his hand on who's going right. to play quarterback. Right, right. Uh, so even if he. Shows up at practice tomorrow. Uh, I, I I just I wouldn't even want to begin to uh, guess, Jeff, right? Because it's a uh, it's a dangerous uh, it's dangerous terrain on this trying to guess the health of the quarterback. So right. particularly when you have uh, something that says uh, seems to be you know seems to be a difficult you know like a strain you know right. I mean just the sound of it is a, uh, just the sound of it, you don't, uh, it's kind of sounds cloudy in itself. Is it a strain? Is it a strain? Is it, you know, what? You just don't know. You know, you just don't know. And I'm, I'm not sure Joe knows. All right. So uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's a tough, you know, since everything is centered around him, it makes everything tough. Exactly. Now, one of the stinks is I, I was replaying, uh, uh, we were watching the game last night, and the offense looked really good that last drive where they scored the yeah. touchdown to T. Joe was moving around, looked like he was, Get back to being his old self, and like what was like the second to last play of the game is when he yeah. when he heard it. It's like of all the luck, why well, couldn't have just been, you know, hold off a couple more plays, and he probably yeah. would have been fine. We've been talking about you know the Bengals' offense struggling, but looking like it's getting back on track. But let's let's get to the offense here. Um, do you find it back to back years um, with the offense struggling the way it is? Is a lot to do, like a lot of people are saying, is that the one Joe didn't play the offense did not uh, practice or play in the preseason. You think that has a lot to do with it? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, it's the one common denominator, Mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, you know, even going to uh, even going back to 2020 when they didn't have really, when they didn't have any preseason, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course nobody had a preseason, but 
Um, I think, uh, you know, that's the, you know, you've got to have reps with your quarterback. So, I mean, I, you know, the last, you know, 21, 22 and, uh, and this year they haven't had, you know, and uh, I mean, that's, I think to me that explains everything. So, I mean, I, uh, um, now does it explain why they haven't, you know, to me that explains why they haven't been able to throw it down the field. I mean, there's, they're seeing the same kind of, defenses that they did last year they're going nobody's going to let them go deep right you know so i mean if you look at last year they didn't get clicking on the deep pass until about now you know right, the third right. fourth fifth week mm-hmm. i think that all comes with time and uh being out there with your guys you know so i, I i'm not sure that uh, you know talking to andrew whitworth today he said geez you know he says it's not a surprise he said if you look back and look at you know the last three years, because like even in 21, when they started three and one, mm-hmm. they easily could have started 0 and two, right? Because right. they they barely won the Minnesota game, right? They won that on the last play of overtime, I believe. A bomb to, to Jamar at the end, yeah. And then you know they and they lost up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So you know it's uh, like uh, Witt said that, that this isn't the big surprise. He said the big surprise would be if they can't come out of it because right. they've obviously come out of it, you know, in the last two years. Now that's that's the thing moving forward here on Monday. Um, can is this a winnable game if Joe doesn't play? Can, do you think that that the Bengals can win it if Jake Browning is your quarterback? I mean, it is a home game, primetime game. You know, yeah. everybody else is pretty much healthy. Hopefully, Joseph Masai plays. Uh, what, what, what's the what do you what do you get the chances of the Bengals winning against the Rams? Well, it was a Monday night game in 2020, and they beat the Steelers with Ryan Finley. So I, to me, all things are possible. If that happened. <laughs> that so, was a great game. Yeah, so I think that uh, going off of that game, I think, you know, the defense is a lot better now. You know, the defense is a lot yeah. better now. That was 2020. This is a top 10 defense. Hasn't, you know, it's shown, you know, it's 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 played like that for much of the year, but they've had some, you know, third down has got to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Ravens are kind of a uh, unique team. What they do to you on first and second down, they're always in third and manageable. But I think that that's, you know, uh, I think uh, – you know, they get him. Uh, you know, in Matthew Stafford, they get a veteran quarterback who's playing well. So, you know, third down, they're going to have to be better. But yeah, I think they could. Uh, but you know, they're not going to be playing. I don't think they can beat the Rams with Jake Browning and playing Joe Burrow's game. Right, but, right, right. You know, I think that uh, you know they're certainly versatile enough. Zach, I think, has shown they've shown down through the year, in the last couple of years, even with Burrow, mm-hmm. that they've been able to win a bunch of different ways. And I think the defense allows them to do that. And I think Browning is a smart enough guy. And, you know, people say, well, he's never played an NFL game. Yeah, but he's been around this thing for five years. He probably leads the league in practices. And pre- I mean, he's, he's, uh, I, I mean, the main beneficiary of, 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 of Burroughs appendectomy and, right. and the calf has been, has been Jake. Right. Cause he's, yeah. he's taken much more snaps than he would have if Burrow had been healthy. So in an odd way, that has got him ready. So, yeah, I think, you know, I don't, uh, you know, it's the NFL. I mean, I, 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 I saw Jeff Blake uh, come within a roughing the passer call on James Francis beating the defending Super Bowl champions in yep. his first NFL. Snap. 1994. I remember that. Right, yep. here, right here on this very riverfront. Yep. The start of, start of shaking Blake. <laughs> I remember that. I, that. I remember that game to this day. Cause I was shocked. I'm like, Holy crud. We, don't watch it again. I'm like we're going to beat the Cowboys, and we didn't. But I mean, that was that was the start of shaking Blake. So I, I totally remember that game. So yeah, it, it's possible. And if it, is it? I mean, this is almost. I hate to say must win, especially 
you know, at, at this early season. But Jeff, we can't start out zero three. I mean, it's it's as must of a win as. I think there it can be right now, don't you think? What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, um, I try to be careful when you say must because everybody said when they uh, when they lost in Dallas that that right. was a must that last year that that was a must win, and they didn't win it and they made it to the AFC title game. So I'm not convinced there's any must games this early. You know, uh, being a Red Sox fan, to me, a must game is you have to win or you're mathematically eliminated. And I think that's where we are right now with right. with uh, with the NFL. I mean, especially in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing's not going to be decided in September. Yeah, granted, you'd be digging yourself out of a hole, but uh, you know, I just think it's 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 a long haul uh, with that. You know, with uh, with the extra game and with uh, you know how 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 good the uh, and, and and things change every week, Jeff. I mean, uh, you know, you probably got to take the Jets out of the mix in the AFC, right? I mean that's a change, right? You know? right. So uh, I think, you know, I just think it's it's, it's September's a little bit, uh, you know. Yeah, you can't go on. You know, it's it's tough to go on. But, but you can't come out of it. It just it's just going to be tough, like yeah. it was last year. It's tough at all too. It was tough right. last year. It was right. tough, you know. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I I, I I think the fact you know these guys have been there. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's the thing. They've gotten them. They've dragged themselves even in a you know even in. Um, the bye week in 21, you remember how they went into the bye week, mm-hmm. uh, bad losses to Cleveland and the yep. Jets, yep. you know, and they really needed a, uh, you know, they really needed a bye week and they got it and they came out with a big win in Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, so this team, these guys, you know, they've been through it. Yeah, they can, they can do it. Definitely. I, I believe, I believe that they can. And um, the thing is, is for me too, that I, I liked out of this past game, I really think the offensive line has played much better. Orlando Brown is <laughs> he's a beast, man. I mean, I I well, the show got sacked like what three times, I think, in two games. Is that what it is right now? Yeah, I think yeah. I think, you know, last last game he what he gets sacked once and hit mm-hmm. hit maybe four times, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean that's 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 good. I mean, that's uh, uh um, you know, and they didn't have but you know, and they they uh they didn't have the ball very much, they didn't have much rhythm, but I thought that the, the line did get into some you know they play. You know, and they spent a lot of money on that line. So this, you know, right. so they've got to play well. I mean, and they ask the offensive line to do a lot. You know, they throw the ball a lot, and they put them in one on one a lot, and they have to. Uh, it's a tough. Uh, it's a tough. It's a tough assignment. But they've. Uh, you know, that's the way they're built. They're built to protect the big guy, and right, exactly. um, I think they've. Uh, you know, I think it's it's uh, and it's tough to protect them when you're down ten. I mean, yeah. you know, down 10, it's hot. I mean, you got the ball. You know, their style of play, you know, if, uh, you know, you've got, I mean, it's like that all around the league. Obviously, if you get down double digits, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody's going to give up sacks. And right. I think that's when, uh, I think that's when, uh, um, I think that's what happened uh, when they gave up the sack, I think, right. is probably, I think when they were down 10, I think. So, I mean, so. Well, that goes back to, to the defense. And to me, Jeff, that's been the more surprising thing. I yeah. thought the defense played well in Cleveland. They were just out there too long. Right. Um, right. I know the first quarter, uh, the Ravens basically had the whole the ball almost the whole time. But after that, the time uh, was a little, little more even. What was surprising to me is the middle of the field of how open it was. And and, and th- this was defenses of the past where we could never cover the tight end. And that's what it kind of looked like on Sunday. Is yeah. we we I was surprised that Lou 
never could figure that out. Now, do you think this has a lot to do with how many times the the Ravens and the Bengals have played each other? I mean, what is it? They, they play each other three out of the last five games, you know, with the past two seasons? I mean. Right. Well, no, I think it's just, I mean, it's Lamar. I mean, that's all it is. It begins and ends with Lamar. I mean, you've got uh, a guy that can, uh, you don't know if he's going to run a pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and I think it begins there. And I think, you know, uh, yeah, the middle of the field was uh, was porous. But I think uh, that was uh, uh, that happened on first and second down. Right. And, um, you know, they went over the middle. And I think it's, uh, you know, and they, I think a lot of it is, is you know, Lamar. I mean, it's it's uh, you cannot tee off with him in, in Russia. They got, you know, they got no pressure on him whatsoever. No, I mean, they were, you know, they were dropping their, you know, they were dropping their best pass rushes, which you have to do against him. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to uh, make sure that he's not going to uh, break out of the pocket. So and the time and you have to uh, uh, the things that they didn't do that they didn't do this year they did last year because um, remember they held Lamar to 19 points right. and those last three came with the gun mm-hmm. so they have hemmed him in before yes that, that's what, that's what surprising to me is that they yeah, have I, I think what was missing was I think you know they missed a couple of open sacks they missed a couple of open sacks mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think they got the the kind of the pressure they were looking for. And uh, I think they were, you know, the running, you know, they let them run the ball a little bit. And uh, Baltimore does, they run the ball well. So, yeah, I, I, I you know, they were probably, uh, they were probably a tick off. They didn't get the, they didn't get a couple of third down stops like they did last year. Right. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, came down to a cut, you know, it always came down to a couple plays, right? It came down to the oh, third, yeah. it came down to the third, you know, last year, um, uh, you know, last year they got the punch out by Logan for the yep. iconic 98 yard return. Right. This this year, Lamar hits Awuzie. Yep. You know, and and you know that's probably the difference between playing Lamar and Ty Huntley. You get a fumble <laughs> on the goal line, and then yep. now this year at about the same point in the ball game, you get a beautiful throw from an MVP. Yep. Yep. So I, I mean, I, uh, you know, I I think you know we can say all you want about the defense, but. You know, when the offense is struggling like that, I mean, you know, they've, uh, you know, they got to keep things manageable. Now, does it look like, uh, to me, it looks like is, is running with more purpose or more energy this year at the start than the last year? I know, I think they had total like 66 yards. Yeah, at one point, I'm like, I was, my brother was at the game with me. I'm like, I think Mixon might be getting close to 100, which he was. He never got to that. Right. Um, is the run game looking better to you at this point uh, this year compared to where it was last year? You know, to me, Mixon looks the same. To okay. me, to me, he's the most underrated player in the league. One of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, to me, that's how he always, you know, looks. He's got a lot of energy. He runs hard, which is what he's doing now. So I don't think there's anything different there. You know, I think he's a, uh, you know, I think uh, obviously he's what, he's four and a half yard a carry, which is maybe yep. one, which is a lot better than last year, I think. Mm-hmm. His yards per is up. So I think, uh, you know, uh, again, to me, that's a little bit of you got Karras, Kappa, Volson together right. for another you know for, mm-hmm. for for another year, which is huge. But I think it's Mixon. Mixon's a great, you know, Mixon's a Mixon's a hell of a player. Nobody wants to say it, but I mean, I'll guy, say it. I love Mixon. I think he's yeah. a great player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he's got the you know, they've they've uh, they've they've. I mean, everybody else has struggled, but Mixon is what he came up. He's got the he's got the two biggest plays of the year, right? Exactly. So I mean, I think he's he's always there. You know, when you need him, he's a reliable guy and. Uh, you know, I think when these other guys, you know, when they when the, when when the long ball, you know, when the long ball, 
where they finally hit it, and we know that they will hit it because mm-hmm. they always do. Um, you know, Joe Joe will be a big part of it because he would have set it up with the run. Right, exactly. All right, in all your years of covering uh, the Bengals here, which how how many years have you have you been in Cincinnati now? I've been in Cincinnati, Jeff, uh, thirty three years. Ooh, you've been here. I, I know you've been here since Boomer and Chad and all that. But what is what will be your your best moment covering the Bengals, and I guess what might be your worst moment covering the Bengals? I, I you know, probably uh, I you know, it's got to be uh, that AFC Championship game that they won. You know, that was a great thing. And uh, uh, the worst, there's no question when Carson got hurt. Um, I mean, on the second snap in a playoff game. Yeah. So, I, I, think, I think we'll all remember that. That was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. He got hurt and Chris Henry both got hurt on the same exact yeah, On the same play. Yeah, that was uh, that was just tough. That was, uh, that was uh, you know, I just think that was probably, that was a tougher deal than even the, uh, the game 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they, um, when they got beat at the gun against Pittsburgh. But I, you know, I do think that was that was quite a moment uh, in Kansas City when they wanted to go to the uh, to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, I, I mean, that was a. Uh, um, I remember that over, you know, that overtime belonged to Joe Mixon. Yep. You no, know, yep. uh, that was uh, he carried the ball. He carried the mail down there for the uh, for the winning field goal. And I, it was just, it was, it was a really resilient, just just a resilient effort all day long because they they came out they were down they were never ahead they were just seemed like and they just kept they just mm-hmm. kept banging it and uh you know I think it was uh, I'll always remember that I'll always remember Boomer being there after the game and uh, that was big that uh, that was it was kind of nice that Boomer was there to uh, see that he called it too he said they were going to yeah. win so, yeah you know I remember, was, uh, I remember that I remember he said uh, yeah I saw Ricky in the uh, this was in the uh, Boomer was I guess uh, you know in the um, runway or near the locker room and i guess he saw icky this is in like a kind of in the middle of the fourth quarter and he, he said icky didn't look too good you know and he said don't worry we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull it out and they, uh, and they did. I, I wasn't looking too good i'll tell you that i was i was nervous watching that game yeah. uh, but they pulled that out now well you know, i would say i think you did a great job narrating the uh, ring of honor video this week i, I thoroughly that i thought that was awesome um, how special is it for you because i i because to me, Boomer and Chad are two iconic Bengal players of two different decades or two different eras of Bengals football. And I think it's great that they're both going in to the Ring of Honor at the same time. How, what does that mean? What, what do those guys mean to you as far as how you were covering them and, 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 and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, really they were guys that uh, they literally changed the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Boomer was uh, I wasn't here at the beginning of the no huddle. I was here at the end. But at the beginning of the no huddle, it was it was thought to be a gadget. Yep. You know, it was thought to be a – hell, the league the league banned it. You mm-hmm. know, the, the league yep. banned it. You In know? the AFC Championship game. I remember yeah. this. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, then, and then celebrations, Chad, they banned it. Right. <laughs> but now those two things are fabrics of the league. Yep. yep. They're, they're like musts. The, the, the no huddle and celebrations, they're, you know, they're, they're – They've gone from being dirty words to uh, staples of the league, and you have to tip your hat to Boomer and uh, Boomer, and of course Sam Weish and Bruce Cosford and all those guys. Absolutely. And maybe you got to give Marvin a little bit of credit with Chad. He he, yeah. he let Chad be Chad. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of guys, maybe a lot of old school guys wouldn't have done that. So uh, maybe Marvin wishes he wouldn't have done it at times. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But but uh, but you know, look, it's uh, it's accepted now. You know, and it's right. uh, part of the game. And uh, I got a, I talked to Willie Anderson about this, and uh, uh, talked about 
He's one of a handful of guys who play with both Boomer and Chad. Right. Had some great things to say. Go check it out on Bengals.com. Conversa- it's a conversation with Willie Anderson, and he talked about with um, Chad that uh, 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 Chad uh, uh, made he, – he wasn't thrilled with what Chad was doing. You know, Willie was an old head when Chad started doing this stuff. Right. He, was, he, he didn't like it when Chad guaranteed the, the Chiefs thing. But now, he, you know, he understood what he was trying to do was trying to change the attitude. So Willie says – I'm an anti-old head now because, <laughs> because now I understand what Chad was trying to do. And he said, after the, after he guaranteed the thing in Kansas City, he said, I was dead-ass wrong. <laughs> he said, in 04 and 05, I was all for it. Yeah, he goes, yeah. you, know, you know, trash talk, yeah. trash talk anybody you want. Just don't trash talk my guy. Right. But, exactly. uh, but uh, you know, he kind of made Willie look at things a different way. You know, I mean, Chad did, you know. So yeah. it's uh, – the two things that were supposed to be, you know, forbidden, are now uh, are now a part of every any NFL day life. The no huddle and uh, the end zone celebration. Exactly. Now I've had uh, Corey Dillon has been on my show a couple of times. He comes on pretty pretty reg- regularly here with me, um, and he's another one who played for with Boomer and Chad. Yep. And one thing I, I asked Corey, I said, I said, did Chad actually live in the stadium his rookie year? He said, Chad. He goes, man, Chad be lying to you guys. He said Chad didn't live there. I'm not sure how uh, how how uh, I'm not sure how that was. Um, I uh, I think he uh, I think the point was made though, and Marvin said this. I talked to Marvin about that, and Marvin said uh, he was always he, 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 his whole life was football. Yeah, whether he was sleeping there or not. Right. That was all he had. I mean, you know. You know, like Marvin remembers, he'd be there at nine, ten o'clock at night. He'd look up and there'd be Chad in the doorway. You know, the guy did live and eat and drink football. There's no right. question about it. You know, uh, that's all the guy cared about. So now, you know, hey, I, you know, you don't want to get in the way of a good story, right? No, no, exactly. <laughs> Why let details mess up a good story? Exactly. <laughs> but I just, uh, you know, uh, uh, CD, you know, CD knew what was going on, but I think CD would agree too that, uh, you know. Uh, Chad, Chad lived in. I think that the point was that Chad was living it every day. Uh, 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 but you know, you know, I asked Willie. I, I said, you know, did you think Chad was selfish? He said, you know, I, he says if you ask his teammates, they would say no. Yeah, he goes, I, I would say not. You know, he, say uh, he was, he was, he was, he didn't do anything to, he didn't do anything to blow up the team. He didn't throw quarterbacks under the bus, or you know, he just he practiced hard, he played hard. And one thing CD told me that I thought was interesting that he said when Chad first got there that he was quiet. I yeah. said, really? He goes, yeah. yeah, his rookie year, he would sit there in his locker and eat his McDonald's. And he said, he didn't say a whole lot. I said, which yeah. I thought I found surprising. I'm like, really? I thought Chad would be, he was talking like crazy. He said that all of a sudden he became Ocho Cinco. And yeah. <laughs> they yeah. changed. Yeah. CD was winning a Super Bowl in New England and, uh, Ocho, and Chad was Ocho. Right, but- exactly. I think that uh, uh, all of a sudden it happened, but I, I do think that uh, you know that his rookie year. Remember, he was hurt. He uh, yeah. uh, he, had, he had a shoulder. Didn't play very much. I think he might have caught twenty nine balls, maybe or something like mm-hmm. that. He didn't play very much, you know. And he, but he was hurt, and uh, so was TJ that year too. Uh, their rookie year. I think Chad had a shoulder, you know, and it was about you know I don't think he played. He didn't play for a month, right? You know, so he had kind of had trouble getting in a groove there. But in in, in 02, he was kitting his guy because Danny Scott was gone, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it was Chad show in 02. Danny Scott didn't come back and, uh, right. you know, they were off to the races. All right. Now, uh, you're uh, Bengals. You haven't been here the whole time, but, you, you know, you 
big of a story. You know a lot of the players. Everybody knows Greg Cook's story and everything. What what other Bengals player besides Greg Cook is somebody who could have been a great Bengals player except for you know an injury you know that that held him back? I know you got Kajana Carter and 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 Peter Wark and guys like that. I mean, is there another guy I'm thinking of that that, that could have been great that just didn't happen because of because of because uh, of an injury? Well, more than an injury, I think you know the death of Chris Henry was. Uh, yep. He was going to see one of the great players of all time there. I mm-hmm. think he was. Uh, he seemed to have just got everything turned around. Yeah. Too. I. You know. I think he would have been a. You know. I think he would have been a great. You know. He would have had great numbers. I mean, God no. I. Yeah. You know, I don't know how great would he have been. Who knows? We'll never know. But I think right. he was not. It's that's that that was a tragedy that he was never able to to make it. You know. And I. 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 You know. There's just a bunch of guys. You know. I. Remember, I go. You know. I remember a guy, Dylan McCullough, uh, had an ACL, uh, became a coach, and uh, but he was having a great preseason, Miami of Ohio guy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he was he was felled by a by a torn ACL. I mean, it's just uh, I remember Chuck Fisher, uh, Chuck Fisher. I, I don't know how good Chuck Fisher would have been, second round pick, mm-hmm. uh, 1990, uh, 1999, the pick after a kill. Oh yeah, I remember him. He, he tore his knee in uh, Tennessee. Yeah, right, right. I mean, it was like the fifth game of his career. Yep. We'll never know, you know. We'll, you know, we'll never know. It was, it was hard to come back. I mean, it's. Uh, but the guy that sticks out in my mind, the uh, you know one of the you know one of the great what ifs is uh, that's uh, just a shame what happened. You know that, that Chris never got a chance to, right? You know, uh, turn. You know, he had turned he had turned everything around a little bit and uh, never really had a shot to put it back on the field. But now we get to watch his son. His son's gonna be at Ohio State next year, so that that'll be that'll be interesting watching him. Because I mean, I've seen pictures of him. I mean, he looks dead on his dad. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. looks, he looks just like him. So we'll see yeah. if he's got the speed and the athleticism. Anyway, Butch, I appreciate you coming. I don't want to keep you any longer. I don't know how much yeah, time. Thank you. So, thank you. Sorry about that, Jeff. Hope to do it again. Now I know how to get on. So we should do it more. So we should do it more often. Absolutely. I don't know why why it was so difficult. I, I don't know. I wish I could help you. I felt bad. I'm like calling you. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> thank the great thank the great Stephen Green, our IT guy. He there did. you go, Bell. Shout out to Stephen. Thanks, buddy. Okay. All right, thank Jeff. You, I appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Talk Good to you day. soon. Talk to you yes, soon. Sir. Tell CD I said hello. Oh, hey, I'll probably see you tomorrow down at the field. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right, buddy. I'll tell I'll tell Corey said, hey. See ya. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. All right, guys. I hope you uh Enjoyed that as much as I did. I know it was kind of messed up because, like I said, I started the show. Uh, he, well, I didn't start the show. He emailed me. He said he, the link, he has a link. I emailed the link again. It's like, all right, I'll start the show. Hopefully he comes on. So they still couldn't get on. So I called him and he's like, it's not working. I'm like, I don't know. So I hit the intro like three or four times. <laughs> I'm like, um, okay. Well, I said, he said he's going to go get his IT guy and, and see if he can figure it out. And he was able to jump on himself. Anyway, I, my, uh, thanks to uh, Jeff Hobson for jumping on. I do appreciate that. Like I said, I will try to get him back on, guys. And uh, yeah, they tried. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try to get him back on, and hopefully, it'll be a little more more smoother than uh, that one was. But like I was saying before, is I think it's a, a big day tomorrow. I think uh, we'll get a little bit more. I don't want to say information, but maybe insights on where Burrow is at. You know, they're practicing. You know, so we're either going to see him. Out there, walk around doing nothing or on the rehab field, or just you know, see him. That's going to tell us a lot, I think, of if he's uh, what the chances are of him playing Monday. So we'll we'll find out. I'm very curious. I'm gonna go down and check it out. Like I said, uh, Ian Rapport 
reported that his uh, calf is feeling better. Take that for what it's worth. You know, I don't know. I'm not an internet doctor. I'm just telling you what Rapport reported. But I do think this is a winnable game, even if we don't have Joe Burrow as our quarterback. Um, Because like you just said, we won, we beat Steelers on Monday night with Finley as a quarterback. Zach Taylor can dial something up. Now, this is something that Paul Dannard and uh, Moe Egger brought up yesterday. And it's kind of, at first I'm like, no, I don't want to, no, I don't want to do that. But it's kind of a good point. I think the sooner they figure out if Joe can play, the better for Jake Browning. Which I don't think they're going to do. I think they're going to try to, well, they're not going to tell us anything. I'll put it that way. Maybe they already told Jake he's starting. I have no idea. We'll find out, you know, tomorrow if he sees the, uh, he's with the first team or not. But if you say, go ahead, Joe, you're sitting out this this week. Jake Browning, you're you're the starter. Jake takes all the reps and everything, and and does all the press conferences, yada yada yada, and gets ready to play the Rams. I think that's just better for Jake as far as oh, getting the mental focus. Like, all right, I'm the starter. I'm the starter. Not, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. You know, but, you know. But I go back and forth where. If Joe Burrow is 80%, I will take an 80% Joe Burrow over Jake Browning. Now, like Jeff Hobson just said, Jake has got a lot of reps with the ones over the last two or three years uh, with the with training camp and practice because Burrow has been hurt or not, you know, participating. So it's not like they don't know Jake, you know. And Jake is a respected guy because they're I just really I wanted to ask Jeff, I didn't give a chance to, to get it out there is a lot of the wide receivers will go to Jake, even when he was the third-string quarterback, to see what he sees. He's, you know, see if there's something that they're missing. While Joe's, you know, on the iPad looking at our stuff, talking to the coaches, they'll go to Jake and talk to him. So Jake is a smart guy. He knows the offense. He, he knows it better than uh, – or as good as Joe does. So that's where I'm – it's – I'm not saying it's – a definite loss if Jake is on. We can win this game. The Rams have played better than people expected, but it is a wonderful game. It's going to be Monday Night Football. It's going to be a white Bengal Tiger uniforms. I'm excited for it. I cannot wait. Uh, let's get to some uh, questions here. Tom, what am I? Let's see here. What are your thoughts on Aaron Donald and our offensive line? Like I said, our offensive line, I think, has actually played pretty good. They are getting better. Um, it's a better offensive line by far than what we had in the Super Bowl. I will be curious to see because my boy Teddy K, I hate, I, I hate to say this, but my boy Teddy K got beat by Miles Garrett. And Aaron Donald's gonna be coming right up the middle. They don't move him around, he's pretty much in the middle. So it will be a test for Volson and Kappa and Karras to be able to stop Aaron Donald. So I am concerned about it, but I, to me, the way you do, especially if Burrow does not play, you run the ball, run, run, mix it, run that ball. And I I think that's going to, the more you run, establish a run, it's going to slow down that pass rush because they're not going to be as hurt quick to get up the field. So that's either way we go. I think that's a key to the game Monday is running the ball, establishing the run, getting that going. And that can open up the rest of the offense. Now, like I said, I think the Bengals have run it pretty effectively. 
I don't think they've run it enough. But like Jeff said, when you're down 10 points, it's hard to consistently run the ball because you got to score quickly. Running the ball, you don't score quickly unless you're CD and you bust out a 96-yard touchdown like you did in Detroit. You know, and what was that, 99, 98? Which doesn't happen very often. So the defense, for me, is the key to this. I think – the offense really started clicking. Now I want to. I, I rewatched the game last night, and if you watch the last drive that we scored on, Joe is moving. Joe is feeling good. That calf, and maybe he was feeling too good. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what you know stretched out a little bit because he was rolling out of the pocket, moving around. I saw him. I care. I think this is in the first or maybe the second quarter. Uh, a Raven came up the middle and dove his legs. Joe jumped up, landed on his feet, and took off running. No limp, no nothing. And was fine. He was getting more and more confident in his calf. Now he's basically got to kind of almost start all over again with this. But that gets my point is the offense was starting to click. It was starting to get to where we all expected to be. No, it wasn't deep shots yet because Jeff says they're not letting us do it. But if you establish the run more and you take what they're giving you, they're eventually going to move up, you know, and try to stop the run, stop, stop the short throws. And then that's when you go too deep to, to Jamar. So like I said, it's so up in the air about tomorrow. I love hearing that uh, Ian Rappaport said reports are that the camp doesn't, isn't hurting as much. Now, one thing I will take from this is lots of Bengals beat reporters, watched Joe walk around locker room Monday and apparently they all got together and decided what they were going, how they were going to describe Burrow's walk. And they said it was brisk. And they said it wasn't a limp. From what they're saying and from what Ian Rappaport is saying, all of it is trending in the right direction. That's why I keep saying tomorrow is a big day to see where Joe actually is physically, you know? So I'm going to be down there to find out. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Nature says, don't pull him. <laughs> Donald terrifies me. So, all right, I have, okay. Can, can I ask you guys this question? All right. He has, and I was talking to one of my buddies at work who, he works out a lot and he, and he, he knows muscles and he's not a doctor by any means. And I asked him, I said, because I said, all right, if you have a calf strain, does that automatically make you susceptible for a, 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 a Achilles tendon tear? And he said, yes, technically. He goes, you know, look what happened to Aaron Rodgers. And that's what a lot of you have said to me, too. I came back at him. I said, that's true. I said, but Aaron Donald or Aaron Rodgers is almost 40. And he goes, yeah. I said, Burrow is 26. He goes, that is true. I said, and Aaron Donald has injured his calf multiple times. And he said, yeah. And his caveat to that was that Aaron Rodgers' calf or his ligament was so strained and so thin, or right? being 40, being, you know, he's hurt his calf that many times. It was more susceptible to tearing his, his Achilles than Joe might be. Now, I'm not saying Joe can't tear his Achilles. I'm not saying that at all. Don't. Don't take that for what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's not as likely 
to happen to Burrow because it happened to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is almost 40. I mean, I am 48 years old. I can walk up the stairs and tear my Achilles right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it could happen. So I understand that everybody wants to protect Joe. And I'm for that too. If if it's going to hurt Joe more to play on Monday, then by God, don't play him. But if it's not, and you have a, a plan to protect him more and he can't hurt it any worse, which I'm not saying they're saying that. I have no idea. Then play him. And, and for all these people like, oh, we got to put him on the IR. Oh, we got to sit him for a month. There's a good chance you do that. The season's over. I mean, and that's where I'm like, that's where you have to have a balance. It's like, okay, I got it. I, you, you know, everybody has to be calm and cool and collected about this. And that's where I love Zach Taylor. I think Zach is going to make the best decision for Joe Burrow and for the Bengals moving forward. What that is, I don't know. And it might be the tough decision to sit him, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that is what they're going to do. I will be shocked if they put him on the IR. I don't think they're going to do that. I think I think if he doesn't play, he's just going to sit out and it's going to be an open uh, roster spot. And they're going to keep playing up by ear until Joe feels better, good enough to play is what I'm thinking. But as of right now here at what time is it, 6.15 on Wednesday night, my gut says that he's going to play. But I don't know. All right, let's see here. Uh, Tommy, Aaron Rodgers pulled uh, pulled his calf in OTAs, and it was the other leg, FYI. Okay, but I mean, he's pulled his calf multiple times, and he's 40. I mean, either way, my what I'm saying counts. He's 40. <laughs> Joe's 26. That's kind of my point to this, that just because Aaron Rodgers did it doesn't mean Joe's going to do it. It's kind of where I'm saying. Saying. Um, arrow, pork chop. Joe's playing. They haven't even looked at any other QBs. Okay, chop. That's another thing. All right. People have said that to all. Well, the Bengals are going to go get in our quarterback. Yada, yada. If they get in our quarterback, it's going to be for their third quarterback. And like I just said, I don't think they're going to put him on IR. I think he's could be, he's go to his roster spot, still going to be there. So there's not going to be room for a third quarterback, you know, or another, they have to make another roster, roster room. But I've heard people. Say, oh, let's go out and get Carson Wentz. Let's go out and get this. The Bengals could have done that in the offseason. They didn't. So they are happy with Jake Browning. I don't know if I am. I don't know if you guys are. But the Bengals are happy with it. So I don't think the Bengals are going to go get a quarterback. You know, they could. They had the practice squad guy. I think they, I think he's still on there. Um, that they could bring up for the third string. So... I don't understand some of this just freak out that you guys are doing is just mind numbing, <laughs> you know, because and, and, and when I'm talking, everybody takes it where I'm acting like I don't want to protect Joe. That is the complete opposite. I want to protect Joe. Okay. Trust me. I, I That's a quarterback. I'm just saying if he doesn't play and he's out for multiple games, like on the IR guy for four weeks, we don't win most of those games, which we could, it's an easier stretch. Coming up here with the Rams, uh, who's it? Tennessee Seahawks and somebody else. I don't know if it's in that exact order. It's an easier stretch than the the, the two weeks we just had. They are winnable games. It could happen. 
I'm not willing to take that chance, <laughs> to be honest. You know, I would rather them not put – just sit, Joe, as somebody said in the chat, they're going to say it's day-to-day. I'm fine with that. Let's see how it happens day-to-day, how he, get, he gets better. Because personally, I don't think it's as bad as the original one. The original one, he got carted off. He walked off the field. He stood at the podium. They're saying it's getting better. He's got an extra couple of days of rest. Will he play Monday? I have no freaking clue, <laughs> you know, but we'll see. Joe, what's up? I had missed. I missed that guy you had on yesterday. Oh, Joe, you, you miss yourself? <laughs> I can send you a link, Joe. You can come on if you want to, because I had Hobson on, but he, uh, I, didn't, I didn't even know how long he was even going to be on. So, because the whole thing was, was all discombobulated. So, anyway, uh, let's see. Paul uh, could go got a legit tight end to I yes I I've said that from the get go. I'm surprised. You know, I mean, Joe talked yesterday that they had historically probably one of the best tight end drafts ever, and when you get anybody now, like I said, I like um, Harrison. I know I'm gonna mess his bag on name up. He's a tight end on the practice squad. I really liked him in preseason. You know, I would mind them giving him a shot. <laughs> Thomas said, Joe, do you have a show? <laughs> yeah, he's got a show. It's called Riverfront Bengals. Make sure you go uh, check it out and subscribe. <laughs> I've been on there a couple of times. So make sure you go check out Joe's show. So let's get to some Reds talk here and we'll get some Bearcat talk as well. I just I did some red soccer. Let's let's go to the Bearcats here. We have big noon kickoff coming this Saturday. Are any of you guys planning on going to the game? Going to just hang out at the big noon kickoff? Because apparently they're got free food and stuff there too, which is different than um yeah. Thank you, thank you, Chop Hudson. Yep, there there that's different than um game day. I don't think game day gave away any free food. If they did, I didn't I didn't get any. But um. This is a big step for UC. First game in the Big 12, national television against Oklahoma, coming off a bad loss against Miami, a game they should have won, a game they beat Miami in every aspect of the game except the freaking score, the one that counts. How are you guys feeling about going into this game? Um... If we would beat Miami, I would be feeling a lot more confident. It's going to be a big test for Satterfield to see how he coaches with this team, how these guys step up to the first big game. Because I don't care. It's Some of these guys, I mean, Avery is playing the SEC. He's playing big games, playing against big teams. But it's going to be different because, because of the pressure, first game of UC in the Big 12. And how they're going to handle this. And I'm kind of taking this whole season like with a grain of salt. Where I'm kind of, I want to say, I don't want to say indifferent. I mean, I want to win. I just don't know if we are going to. I wasn't sure how this whole season was going to go. Because of all the different transfers we had. The new coach, going to a new conference, stuff like that. So I'm always just playing a wait and see with this football team. That's kind of where I'm at. On Saturday against Oklahoma, I haven't got to watch Oklahoma play. I think they're ranked 19th, I think. 
But what you guys, how do you guys feel about the game Saturday against uh, Oklahoma? What'd you say, Chop? If you buy, I might be going. No, I don't. I don't have a ticket. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Brad here. Bearcats have to play better on D. I agree with that, and that was one of the things I, for that Miami team. The first play. They went deep. Touchdown. First first play. And the defense never really, I mean, got to a point where they made a, a, a stop that they had to make. It reminded me of the Bengals a lot. Bengals defense and Bearcats defense, they never made a stop that they had. They made one more stop. Either Bengals or Bearcats, both of them win this game, these games. And they couldn't do it. Miami came out and played. Like they had nothing to lose, which they didn't. They had lost. They haven't won the victory bell since 05. So they had absolutely nothing to lose, and they played like it. And the Bearcats played tight, uh, almost like they, they overlooked Miami, maybe looking to Oklahoma this week. But I do agree with that. I think the the the, the defense has got to step up. I, I like it. The offense, we ramp it down the field all the way up until we got to the red zone. You get in the red zone, and all of a sudden, we just – couldn't score. I don't, and we kept, and there was no creativity. It just seemed like to me, we kept trying to run the ball up the middle or throw a fade in the corner. There wasn't any, just like I said, creative, creativeness to try to get into the red or to score in the red zone. That's one thing that really drove me nuts about that game. Uh, Paul says, uh, over under is 60 and a half. Uh, nature on 20%. They, Got until halftime for the Bearcats. Uh, Nature, what else did you just say? Uh, this is UC football for a while. My boy Joe. Cats will hang close until the second half. Depth and speed will take over, and the Sooners win by 17-plus. Oh, crap. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what else we got here? Nature on. Uh, if it's like that, 28 half, I'm done. Oh, Paul. Uh, three MAC teams won this past weekend against pretty good teams. And, and don't get me wrong. Mac, Mac is the Maction, they got some good teams. I mean, they, they've, they've, in their history, have upset big teams. So, I mean, and it's a rivalry. So, it was, I mean, like I told Joe yesterday, they were going to beat us sometime. <laughs> you know, they were going to beat us eventually. You know, we, we won 17 years in a row. I think it was what it was. They were going to beat us eventually. And they barely, they barely beat us. So it, it, it's a rivalry game. It's like the Bengals playing the Rappers. Like they know each other. They play each other every freaking year. So Miami knows the Bearcats as good as the Bearcats do that know themselves. So it is what it is. But I might be going down to Big Noon kickoff. I don't know. I might just sit down here and watch it. Either way, it's a big day for Bearcat football. I hope they go out there and it's a close game and they pull it out. Now, the Reds today, as I kind of started out talking like that, lost a heartbreaker. They, Hunter Green pitched the best he could pitch. I, I think he ended with 12 strikeouts. I think maybe it was more than that. Diaz comes in with the lead, blows it. They bring in Maul, or Diaz lets us tie. Bring in Maul. Maul gives up the lead. And what cracks me up is Reds fans apparently are blaming David Bell. And if you guys watch the show, you know I'm not the biggest David Bell fan, but I do give him props 
when he deserves it. And I, you know, I think he's kept his team in what he's done with the bullpen, the pitching staff. Um, it's been amazing this last, you know, two months of the season. But if you're blaming David Bell for this loss, you're you're crazy. I mean, I don't know what David Bell's supposed to do. <laughs> he had his pitcher go in. They were winning. He had his closer come in in the ninth inning, and he gave it up. He gave it up. Then he brings in a relief pitcher who'd been pitching very well for the Reds since they got him, and he gives up a hard ground ball to second base that gets by, and they get the lead. I mean, it's baseball. It sucks. Trust me. It sucks, but it is not David Bell's fault that they lost this game. You know, I, I just – I mean, I hate to say this, but that might be the nail in the coffin for, for the Reds to go to the playoffs. I think my buddy Tim was saying they got to win like seven of their next eight to win. And they, they they very well could. They could. I will not put anything past this team. They have proved me wrong all season long. They could do it. But I'm definitely going down Sunday to maybe watch Joey Votto in his last game. Uh, in a sense, I read uniform. I middle of the season, I the way he was hitting home runs and everything. I thought they might resign him. Way he's looked down the stretch here, I don't think they're going to resign him. I and honestly, I think Votto should just retire. You know, I, I the only other team I think he might consider playing for is his hometown team, Toronto. But I just if what Votto says and what he said for the last couple of years that he's a Cincinnati Red. And that's the only team he wants to play for. I think that's, I think Sunday could be his last game at GABP. So do me a favor. And David Bell, for the love of God, you better start him <laughs> so we can cheer him. I hope he does. Starts at first base. And please, we need to cheer that man. Give him a standing ovation for every at bat he comes to because he deserves it. Whether you liked him as far as the way he hit, you don't think he hit enough homers, he walked too much, yada, yada, yada. He has been one of the best hitters in Reds history. He's been one of the best players in Reds history. He's going to walk into Cooperstown. He's going to be first ballot. Go down there. Give the man his respect and, and love that I think he deserves. I mean, because he's been here for some crappy seasons. And he hasn't said a word. And he's coming to show up every day and played. So, what's this? What did you say, pork chop? The Rams just traded Cam Akers to the Vikings. Mm, interesting. Well, big, I mean, McVay was trying to trade Cam Akers in his press conferences. <laughs> so that's not surprising that he actually got traded. I mean, I don't even think he's been playing that much. So we got breaking news there. Cam Akers is a Minnesota Vikings. Uh, let's see here. Blakey Pie. Votto is a legend and a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Exactly. I completely agree with you. Natron, show up. Show up, but at Vodomatic Tickets, show him some love. Exactly. Show him some love. All right, guys. Tomorrow, I have the Godfather. Anthony Kazenza is going to be on. Hopefully, the show will run a little bit more smoother. Anthony will be able to get on the link. and everything. I didn't get to play Jeff Hobson's uh, uh, intro. I made it and everything. <laughs> I, I had a whole bunch of questions. I didn't get to have the questions I wanted to. Because I was just rambling because I'm like, all right, I got to do this show by myself, which I've done it before. 
anyway, I appreciate you guys coming on. Like I said, Anthony Kazin is coming on tomorrow. Make sure you uh, check it out. Uh, let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them there. Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckets, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And of course, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, TikTok, and Threads. TikTok is at Iceman90. Twitter X is at Jeff A. Trinopol. I'll be pulling off Saturday later on tonight, putting it on the podcast on Beanpod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, like and review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, 2,355 subscribers. I appreciate you guys. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the likes. Share this out to everybody. I appreciate all of the support and everything. Because like I said, I'm just got the YouTube channel. Uh, Blakey Pie, what you got here? Get a couple more comments here before I get out of here. Uh, let's get the Super Bowl revenge game in the Juggle Monday. Ah, uh, yeah. I will be more confident, excited after I find out about Burrow. You know, once I find out about Burrow, that's my whole focus right now. What's Burrow going to do? Is he going to be able to play? What's going on? And hopefully tomorrow we'll get some answers. Anyway, other than that, you guys have a wonderful day. I will see you tomorrow. And that's just sports, baby. See ya!